Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick, and I promise that we will get through this together. This being a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something neat. Consider subscribing to the show on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, and visit toacertaindegree.com where you can also find past shows and information on guests. Who has been interviewed on To a Certain Degree, you ask? Wait, did you ask that? Authors and publishers, magicians and musicians, actors and coders, pet enthusiasts, teachers, very, very technical people, and at least one of my professors. That last one, I was super trying to impress him. You can hear it in my voice. And now, on with the show. 07 on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree, which still realizing that's a weird name because of how it sounds when you say it out loud, although it's fairly accurate because you're probably not listening with your whole face. How do you listen with your face? I mean, wait till I introduce you. Oh, my God. Good morning uh, again. My name is Nick. I've always wanted to do that. I apologize. And uh, I'm here every week from 7 to 9 to a certain degree on WPRK. Every week, I have a very special guest. This week, no exception, Bree is here. Good morning, Bree. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm going to turn your mic up a little bit, so talk amongst yourself. Okay, I'm just going to like say a bunch of random things so people can really hone in on my awkwardness this on the radio. Perfect. This is perfect. I'm super jazzed. You are uh, very nice for coming out this early, for Thank you. telling me and explaining to me a little bit more about what you do. So we're going to talk uh, a little bit about sort of the three pillars of what I know about you. Okay. Which is yoga, mm-hmm. uh, being vegan. Yes, yeah, super and, hardcore vegan. And tarot. Yes. Which, that's, I, there's way more to you than that. I don't know. That feels fairly accurate. Okay. I'm going to put that on a business card. Okay. I and like that's that. it. I like that. Perfect. So mainly what I want to concentrate on is the, the tarot. So we're going to try a reading on the air mm-hmm. just to see what that's well, we're like. We're not going to try. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're yes. Just, I apologize. Happen. Yes. It's happening. Yes. Okay. But first, I don't know you that well. So we met when we were both uh, kind of uncomfortably reading poetry. Yes. At a former bikers club hangout. Mm-hmm, which I that, fit in really well with that atmosphere. I do too. Surprisingly. Yeah. I, I fit in everywhere I go. People look at me and they go, that guy probably doesn't fit in anywhere. And then they're surprised when I do fit well, in. Well, I'm five feet tall, so I legitimately fit in everywhere. So you, you just literally fit. I do. Yeah. And I'm flexible, so I so definitely you can fit. get in under the, the any kind of doorway you can get into. Yes. So kind of hobbit, any of those. I love being compared to a hobbit. Everybody does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my life goal. I mean, Nailed I it. in your feet, but... They're so, pretty fantastic, I'm just going to say. So not hairy. Not hairy. Then, okay, so unlike mine. So let's get to know you a little bit better. As I mentioned, we were reading some poetry. I think we were both on the same wavelength as far as our comfort level goes. Yeah, it's super awkward. And we were in a shower. I mean, the shower wasn't on. <laughs> but it's a sh- we had to read in a shower. Yep, that's kind of the, uh, the thing about it. And if you want to look it up, they're always looking for people to write and read poetry there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shower Gallery on Facebook, you can look that up. Will Burley is going to help you out with that. But let's get to know you, okay. Bree, a little bit better. So we're going to play a game. 
It's 20 questions. So you're going to tell me if you're for something or against something. But instead of saying yes or no or up or down or any of those, you're going to say penny wise or pound foolish. So penny wise if you're for something because okay. awesome, scary clown guy. But he's not that scary. I don't he, I mean, just throw some salt on him and you're good to go. Is that it? Yeah, that's so like he's it's, essentially a slug. Essentially, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, I was literally the whole movie. I'm like, just throw salt on them and you're good. Wait, where does that come from? So salt is very cleansing. Mm-hmm. So literally, like when people like throw salt over their shoulder, they do like in movies, you see like salt rings, things like that. Mm-hmm. Salt is very like, that's how you get rid of like shenanigans. So you have a situation, throw some salt. You have a situation, throw some salt. Literally, everyone should be carrying salt around them and glitter because, you know, enemies hate glitter. That's true. That's true. Okay, so salt and glitter. So Pennywise, if I'm for it. Pound foolish. Pound foolish. Because Brexit, I guess. I'm not really sure. That's true. I don't know enough about that, but I'm going to go for it and be like, yes, I'm going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, So Pennywise or pound foolish. How do you feel about summer camp? Mm, Pennywise. Yeah. Did you go to any good ones when you were a kid? No. No. I, as a parent, I would camp? I think that would be nice. I'm like, just send kids away. <laughs> send them away. Get just away for a from little me. bit. I mean, just for a little bit to yeah. experience. Yeah. I just never did that. You just never did that. So what did you do during the summer? I actually read a lot. Okay. I'm a big reader. I can read like about a book a day. Wow. I know. Do you read all of the words or is it every like No, it's word? literally all the words. I have pretty like high accuracy. Okay. I've been reading Shakespeare since I was seven, so... I like to read. We all do sometimes. Everyone should. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of Shakespeare, how do you feel about driverless cars? Pound foolish. Pennywise or pound foolish. Really? Yeah. You're not for it. No. Even though you don't like to drive places. I don't. Yeah, but I want someone else to drive me. You want human driver, Mm -hmm. not robot driver. Can you imagine a robot driver in like New York? I want No, I want someone who's like Fast and the Furious style, like driving me around. Oh, so you want Vin Diesel. Driving I, you. He can, but I mean, I just want someone with that skill set mm-hmm. to really like, I feel comfortable because then who am I going to talk to? Okay. As so they're driving me. You need someone to talk to. Sometimes, yeah. And you need somebody to drive just out of control, but with some modicum of control. But we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. So no driverless cars for you. Got it. How do you feel about zombies, Pennywise or Pound Foolish? Pennywise. Yeah. I actually wrote a book and my heroine actually... um, Was a zombie. No, but she was all about it. She wrote like zombie shenanigans and she was like a pinup for like zombie stuff. Okay. So yeah, I love zombies. I think they're awesome. As a, uh, obviously not in real life since they couldn't actually exist, but as a... Like just as like a like a thing of fiction. Okay, I thought they're you were very gonna, like. It looked like you were going to argue with me over whether they. No, could that's exist just in my normal life. face. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. There's no plastic surgery, but I always feel like I'm ready to go. Okay, but that's no, cool. as a piece of fiction, absolutely, I think it's been, it's just it's good material. <laughs> Literally, I mean, even though there's not much of them left, there's very little of them left. How do you feel about? Uh, and I know you're vegan, so I wanted to see about this cobbler, the dessert. Well, I was assuming not the, the person, but uh, Pound Foolish. Not so much on that one. No, but I don't really like like pie and cobbler and that whole What's bit. your dessert of choice? Hmm. Um, 
vegan donuts. Oh, okay. Those are so good. That's any, like my favorite. Any particular flavor or? No, I mean, um, I just, I'm as long as they're vegan, yeah. but they're like fancy donuts, I'm going to eat those. Fancy vegan, vegan donuts. donuts. Yes, because I'm a, just enough, I'm just that like pretentious vegan where I'm like, they have to be fancy. Okay, so FEDs. Yeah, yeah. like pretty uh, much. You, but you're not a pretentious vegan. The reasons you're a vegan are not pretentious. No. But sometimes when it comes to some of your foodstuffs, you get pretentious. A little bit, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I think <laughs> that's okay. How do you feel about the beach? Pennywise, pound foolish. Pound foolish. Not so much. I mean, look at the skin. You are very nearly translucent. I'm very, I like to call it Morticia Adams-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of tattoos. Not so. good. Sun is not good for tattoos. It's not. I understand. Um, so I'm even like now with like my fingers tattooed, I'm constantly like putting on lotion. I put on sunscreen. Um, yeah, I'm not about that beach life. Okay. Is there anything about it that you like? So obviously the sun is a big part of the beach, but mm-hmm. you like looking at the beach? I mean, it's okay. Being beach adjacent? Um, I mean, I don't mind going there like for a little bit if I'm under an umbrella and I'm okay. completely covered from head to toe. Right, right. It's very uh, odd. <laughs> so as a writer, I'm always curious about this for people. Uh, cursive. Learning cursive. Do you think it's something kids should learn? Pennywise, pound foolish. Pennywise. I actually know how to write cursive and I read cursive and I teach my kids how to write cursive. They get excited because I think it's just a fun format to learn. It's a little artistic in, it in many ways. And it makes good connections in the brain on how you're drawing things, how yep. you're connecting letters. Yeah, I think that's... They actually took it out and they put it back in the curriculum. Right, yeah. I was curious about that because they've been... It seems like it's popping up again in a lot of states and in a lot of districts. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right, going back to technology for a second. Ugh. How do you feel about smart homes? So the idea pound, that pound foolish. Okay. The idea that you can turn on the lights from your phone and check on everything and no. unlock your door from your car and turn your car on from your roof and turn your roof on from your I mean, I pool, get I guess. No, I get like I have a hard time sometimes just like putting a filter on Instagram. Like I am not tech savvy. Like I have all Mac, you know, products, Apple products. I I'm, I'm sure I'm using them incorrectly. Oh, okay. It's, well, I've noticed your phone is upside down and you've been using it as a hammer. And Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, so and you can't even see the screen off. either. Right. No, the screen is done for. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it's not going well, but I mean, it's there. It looks cool. It's very hipster of me to have an Apple. Right, um, right. No, that works out really well for you. All right. How about tiny houses? Penny wise. Oh my gosh. So into that. I am so wanting to get one and wanting to like live that lifestyle. So when we talk about the lifestyle, you're talking about being sort of a minimalist. You have to get rid of stuff to fit into this tiny house unless you want a tiny house with a, uh, uh, you know, a storage space somewhere as well, which I think is pointless. Right. So, but I don't, but I don't have a lot of stuff. Okay. So I kind of practice that as it is. So basically you're, you're in the minimalist lifestyle, but you're in maybe a bit of a larger house than you need. You could go down to a small, tiny house. Yeah. Well, I live in an apartment now. Mm-hmm. Um, even like with my kids, I teach them like, let's have experiences over buying all these certain things. Now, don't get me wrong. I love spending money and buying things, 
and it's usually something that I'm giving back in a way, not so much. I don't like having clutter. It's bad feng shui for the home. So I'm totally against clutter. Okay. And is there, do you have any pets or anything? Is there any concerns that you have about moving into a tiny house because of like guests or cooking? Um, Well, because I'm vegan, nobody ever wants to come over. Oh. So that's an issue though. I cook really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't have any pets and I don't, I don't entertain that much. So I think five people have been to my home. I'm very, (laughs) (laughs) it really is like. You know, you get a golden ticket if you get to come to my house. Oh, very nice. So there you okay. go. Uh, this is coming up this week. I think you're going to see a little bit of it on the 27th, but more on the 28th. And I didn't know if this tied into anything that you do. The strawberry moon. Oh. Pennywise or pound foolish? Pennywise. Okay. Because I didn't know if it had any particular meaning. So I think every moon has a particular meaning. Mm-hmm. Um For some people, it affects more than others, depending on what the sign that it's in. Because literally for the entire month, the moon rotates in various astrological signs. Um, And I mean, we're literally made up of majority of water. So, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing. So the reason it's called the strawberry moon, besides the fact that it's pinkish red, Mm -hmm. is they thought that when, according to the Farmer's Almanac, this was when the strawberry picking season began. Mm -hmm. Even though I think it already began and we already had the strawberry festival and all that. So I don't know what all that means, but (laughs) uh, Amazon Go, Pennywise or Pound Foolish? I mean, I'm going to say Pound Foolish, but only because I've never used it. Oh, so this is Amazon Go is a store that they've opened in Seattle. Of course. You go in, uh, you have your Amazon app open, mm-hmm. you take what you want and you walk out. There's no cashier. There's not even a self-checkout. They're oh just, my, wait, okay. Now I'm going to go back and say Pennywise because that sounds incredible. So you don't have to talk to anybody. All you have to do is make sure there's people there to um, help or to do something, but. Yeah, I don't want to uh, talk to anybody. No, you don't have to. Ironic so, that I'm on the radio right now talking to you. All, well, I can imagine people want to talk to me all the time because frankly, I have to. That's the only way I can get through the day. <laughs> Uh, but the Amazon Go store, it's basically a, a convenience store slash grocery store. You go in, put it in your bag. They've got cameras and scanners everywhere. They hmm. see what you're putting in. If you take something out, they see that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically Santa Claus. It's a Santa Claus store. Wow. They see you when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake. That sounds highly accurate. Yeah, actually they do. But when you're in the store, they see everything that you're doing as well. Hmm. So you're for that. I'm definitely for that. Less interaction, no fuss, no muss. Yeah. I like shopping in peace. (laughs) I just need one thing. I just need some dry shampoo. Boom. You're only saying that because my hair is super dirty today. No. I. That's the first thing that came to your mind. No, I love the idea of like this was just introduced to me recently and I'm literally covered in hair. (laughs) <laughs> I'm half Sasquatch. So you're going to spray yourself with dry shampoo? I'm going to try it out at some point. Are you going to talk about it? I might. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to talk about my Brazilian, that's for sure. <laughs> How do you feel about sleep? Okay. Pennywise, but there's like a little bit of a like asterisk next to that. Yeah. I don't get a lot of it. I wake up, I like sleep in like little chunks. So I have clients will sometimes message me throughout the night um, like, I don't know. I just, I don't sleep well, but then there are some days where I like conk out for like, you know, seven hours and that's exciting. <laughs> but usually it's like a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Right. I mean, I'm still functioning. I don't have bags under my eyes. No, you don't. Hang on. 
No. I'm, I'm pretty much glowing. Say, I'm here to say she has a glow about her. It's because it's that vegan diet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm, totally. Also, my glasses are really scratchy. Mine are a little bit, too. Yeah. It's fine. So am I glowing? I mean, no, my glasses like, don't even, go that way. Even in an oily way? I feel no. like at least with all the oil. No, not even. Oh, it's weird. So weird. That is that is. Get on that. Terribly, terribly strange. All right, one last question. Let me see here. What are we going to ask you? We said the strawberry moon, which I think was very interesting. Uh, obviously, you're not going to be good on v on jerky since you're a vegan. Exactly. Yeah. And so, what about? Okay, let me ask you this. What about crowdsourcing? Pennywise. Yeah. I think we're in a really interesting market where things can be done a certain way, um, especially if it's benefiting a whole. Why not have some kind of investment or participate in creating mm -hmm. something? Um, yeah, I'm totally for that. I like that too because I think that one of the things, and maybe this is true and we'll get into the, the tarot community a little bit as well, is people seem to support other people a lot more easily than they did. And mm -hmm. they connect online, mm -hmm. which is interesting because, you know, you do have that awful part of the internet where right. there's just terrible people, flame wars, all of that stuff. Trolls, mm -hmm. I think they're called. Trolls. I think they're literal trolls. But then that fascinates me. I'm like, if you're a literal troll, like, please, like, let's meet and, like, I want to get your autograph. Oh, you want to meet mystical creatures. Yes, doesn't everybody? Trolls and unicorns and, and mermaids. giraffes. Yeah, giraffes are super like... Mm. What? They're just, uh. They're kind of... It's awkward. I feel like they're going to break their neck at any given moment. Right. Well, that stresses I mean, me out. They're mystical creatures. They're not real. Well, they're not. Yeah. That's why it stresses me out, though. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's leave it at that. Okay. We're going to come back and we're going to try a tarot card reading. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm super jazzed. <laughs> I am... <laughs> As well, and that'll be with uh, Brie, a.k.a. the Brewhouse Witch. Yep. Is that what we're going with? We're going to go with that because, I mean, we can get into how that came about. Okay, great. So, uh, yeah. And if you want to learn more about Brie, the best way to do that is probably via Instagram. Mm -hmm. The underscore vegan underscore mystic at the underscore is there an vegan I? underscore mystic. You'll find it. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I mean. The, the, just look up the vegan mystic. You'll, yeah, you'll definitely find it that way. the Instagrams. On the Instagrams. Yeah. Okay. So we'll hear a song. Let's hear the Sundays with A Certain Someone. Hmm. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Before this podcast is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify, it is a live show on WPRK FM in Winter Park, Florida. Nick and his guests are live every Monday morning starting at 7 a.m. That's when the show is at peak freshness. If you're interested in people in Orlando who are doing neat things, then you should definitely listen regularly. Now back to the show. The Sundays on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, a certain someone... I don't know if that's how they meant for it to be pronounced. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. And I'm here with a very special guest, as I am every week, seven to nine. I, I'm a pretty lucky guy. I'll be <laughs> honest with you, Bree. Is get, it because you're talking to me? Or? Well, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I get to talk to really cool people every week, mm -hmm. you included. Uh, I'm at the top of the list currently. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. You are the most recent person I've spoken to. Yes. So the top of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And so people come in, they want to share what they're doing. They want to teach me a little bit about what they're doing. Because frankly, this is a great way for me to meet people and network. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm what I would describe as a recovering introvert. Mm-hmm. And so going out to events and talking and like meeting people, that's the most exhausting thing I can think of. And it takes a long time for me to recover. But for this, I enjoy it because I really get to know somebody. I get to do some research on some things, whether it's through the bad business ideas or the quiz or getting to know, you know, one of the things you're passionate about, which is I, I already kind of knew about uh, being vegan I mm-hmm. kind of know about yoga, mm-hmm. uh, and I know I'm not going to do it. You should. I should. Not very flexible and super embarrassed about doing it. That's why you should do it. Uh-huh. But what I don't know a lot about is tarot reading, tarot card reading. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that you've been doing for a while. Yes. And we're going to do one right now. But yep. uh, just reading about it was very interesting in terms of, you know, trying to figure out which uh, suit Mm-hmm. that I line up with. So I'm a cups because I'm cancer. Mm-hmm. So like w- the water energy. The water, yep. Yeah. So got a lot of water mm-hmm. energy. I retain quite a bit of water. I mean, I, I retain water saying. as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every human being does, but... Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, I thought I was special. You can still be special. Okay. So how did you get into tarot card reading in the first place? Um. So my family, they're from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So they practice Santeria. Um, and my grandmother, uh, taught me with poker cards and then just like a regular deck, of like cards? a regular, like a regular yeah. deck of cards. Okay. Um, and then the older I got, I just started doing it more and more. Um, I always kind of grew up in like this, like magical household and, um, I thought it was just kind of like normal and quirky type of situation. Apparently not a lot of people do this. Like they didn't grow up the same way I grew up. Um, but I really like tarot cards because they're visual. Mm-hmm. The older I got, the more intuitive I became with the cards. I can pick up any deck. I don't need a guidebook. I don't need anything. I can just read it. A lot of that has to do with like trusting what I see and what I feel when I meet someone, not just like, oh, the book says yada, yada, yada. So the tarot cards themselves, the artwork on them mm-hmm. could be different from deck to deck. Usually is different. They from are. Deck to deck. And they're themed. Some, so if you really like steampunk, there's a steampunk tarot. Um, if you like animals, there's like animal tarot and then you have Oracle decks as well. But the visuals that you see are also, it's not just that it's the, uh, two of cups. It's the two of cups with this particular visual Visual. element to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. I would have thought that it's always the two of cups. Nope. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit more leeway with the major arcana, which is the 22 cards that depict like the major players of the tarot. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually that's where a lot of the fun imagery comes from. And then the Oracle decks, those variant numbers, visuals and things like that. And I always like to use them together to kind of paint a better picture for that person. You're doing this professionally, for lack of a better term? Yes, I'm a professional witch. That's exciting. Okay, that is exciting. So you do this for people at uh, live at breweries, mm-hmm. um, Hourglass Brewery, which is a fantastic place. Love you guys. Wonderful beer. Everything else about it is fantastic. And they also support art. They also support music. They also support a number of other things, including yourself. Mm-hmm. So you do it there. 
but then you're also branching out and doing it via Etsy, so doing it online as well. Absolutely. So that's something new for you too. Have you done a lot of that where it's sort of remote? I've done it very like impromptu where my friends are like, can you do a reading for me real quick? I'm like, sure. But instead of me just trying to take a picture and like send you the like what I'm writing because text messaging my thumbs will get tired. Yeah. I was like, let me just put it in like a Word document. I'll send you the, I'll attach the picture and then you can just sit there and read it. And not only well, you can print it out and just read it as many times as you want until it like kind of resonates with you. And that's what people do. They're like, yeah, I read it. I print it out. And then like when they feel like it's time for a new one, they get a new reading. Hmm. So I've always, I was always doing it. Now I just put it on Etsy. So there's more of a range. And also on Instagram, I used to do like free readings where I would do like a one card draw. Like, tell me you need a card. Boom. Here's a card. Take a picture. Send it to you. So I do that sometimes too. And that's like my karma for, you know, like I need good karma points. Uh, we all do. I sometimes. mean, I really need to stock up. So, because I get into shenanigans and I need so the, the good karma. So the karma bank, you need to make some deposits. A lot. Great. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, this will count towards that. Yay. I'm sure. <laughs> I hope. As I roll my eyes on the radio, <laughs> uh, which always comes across very well. Let me ask you about this because the other thing I was reading about is people who, as a sort of self-therapeutic and almost writing exercise, is what some people do, will have their own tarot deck. Mm -hmm. And they'll just pick a card, they'll look at it visually, uh, and maybe know a little bit about what that card has in terms of its meaning, mm -hmm. and do a writing, like a free writing exercise yeah. on just what they're feeling about that. And I, that kind of spoke to me as someone who writes a little bit too, that kind of spoke to me as, oh, that, that seems kind of like I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm -hmm. So there are, are there a lot of, you know, you think of the traditional tarot card reading as the uh, maybe three cards across and then one up and one down and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Are there a lot of other uses that you've noticed about tarot cards and how they're used over the years? Absolutely. Um, one thing I like to do is I like to use yoga and tarot together. Um, like, this is like the energy that I'm feeling for this practice and it's something I need to focus on. I do that. Um, even my kids draw cards. Like when I'm like, hey, you having a bad day? Like draw a card. Like let's see what's kind of going on. And it kind of empowers them to take control of a situation. Be like, oh, I guess I am a little this, this, and this. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And then let's talk about it. Um, they're good starting points like for conversation. Um, they're good meditative exercises. It really is just a tool. It's a spiritual tool to help you to where you need to be. That's it. It's on. I don't use it as a predictive method. And how do you feel? So I think that was the thing about it is, you know, I want to know my future or something mm -hmm. like that. That's not really where it, people could use it for that. I mean, they can. And that's phenomenal if they did. Um, that's not where you're coming from. That's not where I'm coming from. I'm really using it as like, hey, this is the energy around you. Um, these are kind of like the situations that you're going through. How can you alleviate some of those obstacles to get to where you need to go? Hmm. Okay. So what is the process? How does it actually okay. work? I see two decks here. So we have an Oracle deck and then we have a tarot deck. So the first thing we're going to do is you're going to pick from the Oracle deck. So you're going to pick a card and mm -hmm. this will be kind of like the energy around you at the current moment. Okay. Okay. So it's very radio. It's very radio. So okay. pick a card, any card. I like that one. Okay. So then we're going to put this card down. Okay. So that's the energy around us. So pick a number one through 22. Seven. Did you have that number like ready to go? Yeah. It's one of my favorite numbers. Ooh, why? 
Uh, I don't know. Three and seven have always been my favorite numbers. All right. So give me a number one through ten. Uh, three. I was. I mean, I was going to do yeah. it, but I want to give you the benefit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, this is the, so the last card that I picked, there's always, I always give two options. Mm -hmm. Either they give me another number or they're going to pick. So I feel like you should pick from the deck. Okay. So pick a card, any card. I will pick this one right here is speaking to me. Perfect. So So you took one from the Oracle deck mm -hmm. and then three from the tarot deck. Right. Now, some people don't, some readers don't like it when people touch their cards. Okay. Because they think like the energy... Get some juju on yeah. it. Yep. I'm like, like, I know my stuff. I'm like, it's fine. They're, they'll be good. So okay. first thing we're going to do is we're going to turn over the Oracle deck. So he just got the 13 card and it's called understanding, which is really good right now because our energy is. That makes sense for what we're doing. Yeah. You're literally trying to understand a situation, a new topic. This card is also has a number uh, of four. So one plus three, four, as long as I did my math correctly. You know, they teach math differently now. So. Yes. But one yeah. plus three is still four. Um, four is a number of stability. So the more understanding that we have, the more stable we can be in any future endeavors. Okay. Okay. Like so that. that's the energy around you right now. And the visual is this beautiful uh, illustration of an elephant's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that Ganesh or is that? Yes. Okay. That's Ganesh, Very nice. which I have massively tattooed on my forearm because yep. he's my homeboy. All right. So now we're going to do these next three cards. Hmm. Oh, that's always a good sound. <laughs> to be fair, though, I mean, I always make that sound. It's always okay. a Well, that's hmm. good. Great. Makes me feel slightly better. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's. It's a situation. I don't know what, what you want. Um, so... This is your reading at the current moment. Uh, we did get one major arcana card, which is the chariot, which we'll get to in a second. So the first card is the 10 of wands. Wands okay. is energy, creativity, um, passion. But 10 has a double meaning. It's an, it can be chaotic. Mm -hmm. It's the end of a journey, and it's also the very beginning of something. Okay. People with the 10 of wands have a lot of things in their way. It's a lot of it. It's a lot of chaos. They can't see clearly. Um, the 10 of wands means you have a lot of projects going on and it's time to focus onto one particular thing. So literally in the visual is like 10 sticks in the dark, it's dark. Yeah. So you can't see beyond them. Exactly. It's okay. literally like a wall. All right. Um, and usually this means that you're standing in your own way type of thing. Oh, <laughs> that never happens. Never, ever. Right. No. It's totally, totally random. No. Um, so this is an ideal time to kind of sit and reflect and start removing the sticks like, oh, what can I, you know, better use of my time? Right. Um, especially when it comes to passion projects, which you are a very creative person. I mean, that's cheating because I knew that. But I would assume with so many projects, it's time to like pick one or Just two. Get rid of those sticks. Yeah. Get rid of the sticks. Yep. Which will be really interesting when we get over here. Uh -oh. um, so the chariot is great because it's like someone coming to your rescue, which if, do you want to describe the cards since you're doing such a great job? It's uh, another really beautiful illustration. It's a horse with a, what I would call a moon symbol on the forehead. Is that what mm -hmm. it is? Yeah, okay. crescent moon. Uh, behind the horse is what looks like the sun. And this is all basically black and white. So it's, it's really, uh, really interesting. And then around the horse's neck is a pentagram, mm -hmm. sort of, uh, what would you call that, a uh, necklace. Yeah. 
So the chariot comes to us in a time of need. Okay. Sometimes it's an outside force. Sometimes it's ourselves. Um, I'm really big on the idea, and I think everyone should embrace the concept of we kind of help ourselves. Um, no one's going to come save you. And it's important that, but it's also. Not even this cool horse? Not even the cool horse. Does the horse have a name? Do you want it to have a name? I don't know. Do you sometimes name some of the characters? I mean. No. Okay. I just, because like, I feel like it's like their own energy. Got it. Okay. But. I just wanted to see. The one of the really cool things about, you know, this horse energy, it's very strong. It's very domineering. They're kind of like a go-getter. Okay. The thing also too, is there's no blinders on. They can see all their opportunities. They're resourceful. It's a time to really kind of, where do I want to go next? And then charge that way. Very Mustang ish mm-hmm. type of mentality um it's I've been all, described that way really mustang ish that's very surprising oh no musk musk ish okay i think is is that what it is, is okay more accurate because i was gonna say wow yeah. um and then the pentagram kind of adds a little bit more of like spiritual energy okay because of all the elements are present so then lastly we go to this beautiful Two of Swords, which mm-hmm. is air energy. So go ahead and describe that card for the lovely audience. We have uh, you know, so many lovely audience members. That's where we skew demographically. <laughs> it's just beautiful people. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really I'm great. super jazzed. Two Swords crossed towards the uh, tip, and then in between where they're crossed is this, uh, I guess, eclipsed sun mm-hmm. is what's going on there. So it's a little bit dark in the background, but not as dark as with the Ten of uh, wands. Exactly. So the two of swords is opposing forces. You have a lot of opposition. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. That, that could be accurate. That could be. Um, opposition in the sense of like, again, fighting against yourself or the energy of something that you're trying to do is just very combative. Um, when we have swords come up, that's all about mental anguish mm-hmm. and anxiety, depression, um, really trying to empower ourselves to use the swords to cut away at that energy, cut away at those attachments. Um, so really kind of listen to our own authentic voices in ourselves. Now, before I go any further, sometimes when I'm talking to someone, mm-hmm. I get this like idea of like, oh, grab another card. Okay. So I'm going to grab another card and I'm going to pick the number that I heard. So I heard four. So I'm going to do four. So what you're doing now is when the numbers are picked, you're actually just running through the deck until you get to the fourth card. Yes. So there's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so here we have the cups. Um, so this is the eight of it, cups? Yeah. There's a very dark mountain in the background, and then the eight cups are in the foreground. They're white, uh, but they're all broken. They're all broken. Mm-hmm. Um, also interesting to note that you've had fire, you've had air, and now you've had water. Mm-hmm. So cups energy means emotions are off track, off balance, which explains why this is happening. Right. So when I pull another card and it's still kind of dark, it's still, you know, the irony is the darkest cards illuminate the lightest parts of ourselves. I really feel that darkness is an anchor that allows us to be our, the very authentic selves of who we are supposed to be. So when your emotions are so out of whack like that, everything else is very fragmented. It's very opposing. There's no stability. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to get to stability. And by removing a lot of these obstacles, whether they're mental, whether they're physical, then we can have a much clearer path. 
So some people might say this is a negative reading. I don't. Oh, good. (laughs) So I'm the one who's doing it. So I'm saying it's not negative, but it's really telling of the Oracle being understanding. So understanding your situation, being open-minded allows for a lot of transformation, which is what we're going for. And you're never, you know, it's never too late to start changing. Because I know we can be very set in our ways. um, But when we have so much. And apparently I like chaos. You do like chaos, which is why you're talking to me right now. I'm like, (laughs) I'm chaos personified. Let me ask you this, because when the understanding card came up, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it was almost this this sense of pride. I understand all the other ones Mm -hmm. because that is 100 percent what's happening at any given time. But, uh, you know, this this swell of emotion came up because it's like, oh, yes, that's what I'm going for in this. Mm-hmm. Do you have people who react emotionally very often to this? So when I do my readings, especially at the brewery, it's really fascinating because you would never think people would kind of let that wall down. But I've had so many people cry that instead of me being like, it's okay, I do something different where I'm like, I'm holding sacred space for you. However you want to react emotionally is up to you. I don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, put try to put a curse on me and be like, okay. Um, like it really, <laughs> it doesn't phase me. My whole job is to empower people to actually get in touch with those emotions. The reason why people are the way that they are is one, they need therapy. And two, they see something visual and it triggers something in them. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. That's the secret in tarot. Um, Literally anybody can do this. But the thing is, is to have the courage to be like, yeah, I got a lot of stuff I need to work on. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. And it is a very emotional experience. There have been times where I've cried at home and I'm not really, I'm like an ice queen. And I'm, you know, like, really? You know, because sometimes... When you're doing your own reading like, yeah, or when, when you're doing I, a reading for somebody else? When I do, like, my own. Now, can I feel people as they get super emotional? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I had a client. Her mother had just passed away. Um, I was talking to her, and one of her Oracle cards was, like, a little girl. I'm like, and I told her, I was like, you look like a little girl lost. And she's a, an older lady, and she started crying. She's like, I just lost my mom, and I do feel that way. And I'm like... Yeah, because it's a mirror for how you feel. So that's why when people kind of turn their nose at it, I'm like, "Mm, it's really just a spiritual tool. Mm -hmm. You just have to be open to kind of receive the messages because this is you. This isn't me. This is all you. Well, I think that, you know, it's going to sound funny, but the demystification of what it is exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it's not any kind of, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like not evil in nature right right like that's kind of it's spiritual but it's that anti-christian spiritual right it's not that right um it lines up with you know anything else that you might talk to people about or you might interact with people about um and while the visuals i love it because the visuals are very stunning Mm -hmm. um looking at it too it's something that that could really uh have an impact on you from a visual standpoint Mm -hmm. so it's different than just talking to somebody. Absolutely. And just saying, hey, it looks like you might need this. Mm-hmm. Um, it so makes it real and concrete yeah. for them. And I mean, people would be surprised. I have many like Christians come up to me and ask me to do readings for them because it's not a religion. It's a tool. Right. And that's the biggest thing that I want people to realize is it doesn't matter who you pray to or if you pray at all. It, this is just energy. 
that all it's your energy and now it's presented to you in a visual way, which, which is why I always tell clients, especially in person, take a picture. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, because they always ask me. I'm like, yes, take a picture of every card, do the whole spread. It's something that you can look back on and because you'll, you'll get that trigger of how you felt and sometimes that inspires change as well. That's interesting too because the idea of, okay, you know, I, I feel like this reading has run its course let me get a new one. I wouldn't have thought that uh, without having done this, without actually having gone through this process. Yeah, it's it's a nice little catalyst. And I have every month when I go to Hourglass and I do like the opening art shows, I have repeat clients. They're like, okay, yep. it's been a month. I'm like, okay. It's literally like going to a therapist mm-hmm. and being like, okay, let's check up. Let's see what's going on. Because when you get these cards, it's not like, it's not a timeline. It's just a sense of being. At that moment. At that moment. Right. And things that are going on. And I think that's again speaks to the predictive nature of it versus the point in time mm-hmm. uh, nature of it. So this is literally this show, right? This is literally like what's happening. <laughs> this is it's very dark and gloomy. But I'm a dark and gloomy person. Yeah, I mean you can't tell by my voice, but I'm very broody. Oh, I'm super broody. I feel like I'm more broody though. I do. Well, let's not have a brood off. I okay. mean, I will go, like, just go, like, in a corner, like, Gollum and just, like, brood it out. I will be silent for the rest of the show. Fine, then I'll take over. Well, that's not broody, is it? But I also get to be in charge, so that's very me-like. I want to, like, conquer as well. I can be broody and conquer. No, I think those are opposite ends of the spectrum. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to argue about this for a little bit. Why don't we listen to a song while we're doing that? Uh, how about some uh, architecture in Helsinki with heart it races? Because that's the that's what happened to me when we were doing this. Thank you so much. That's awesome. That was amazing. And uh, so you listen to that. You're listening to a certain degree. I'll be back with Bree. And th- no, no, leave them out. We're going to take a picture. Oh, okay, that's right. Yes, I need to remember this <laughs> on some level. Uh, architecture in Helsinki on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You have an event and want to jazz it up by at least 20%. Then you need a typewriter table from Card and Fast. That's right, Card and Fast. Also, a typewriter table. Card and Fast will show up to your market, your baby shower, birthday party, anniversary, wedding, or any other event with typewriters, ribbons, paper, and cards for you and your guests. They can create well wishes for the happy couple, poetry for friends, thank you notes to their elders, It's a lot of fun and super affordable. Learn more about getting typewriters set up at your next shindig at cardandfast.com. Now back to the show. Architecture in Helsinki with the heart it races on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. My very special guest, Bree, is here. Bree, the first hour is almost over already. Oh, my God. It's flown by. That's ridiculous. I'm a joy to talk to. I was going to say that about myself. Well, we could say that too. Oh, we'll just then say it then. You're a joy to talk to. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Bree, I wanted to ask, I always ask people about uh, coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. uh, Because I think that there are certain uh, expectations that we have for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two kids. I got a 14-year-old and 11-year-old. And what I hate to see is them and their friends put so much pressure on themselves right. to, uh, you know, not really experience their youth in a way that is uh, fun. 
Right. Right. Like they're going to get ready for high school and they've got to do all the, or college and they got to mm-hmm. do all these things. They have to go directly to college afterwards and they have to do it in four years or even less. I have a cousin, a very dear cousin that did it in three years and she feels like she missed something, you know, doing it wow. in three years and missing out on internships and experiences and things like that. Right. So coming out of high school, what was the expectation you had set for yourself? Did you go right to college or was it more of a sir I, I'm doing this because we're on the radio, but I'm waving my it finger like around. Bee. Circuitous path. Yes. Um, well, growing up, it was straight A's, gifted, AP classes. I was super hardcore. By the time I got to my senior year in high school, I looked at my mother, who was also a teacher, and I said, I'm only taking three classes. And, you know, her face dropped. And one of them is pottery. She's like, what? I was like, and that's what I'm doing. One of them was an assistantship. One of them was pottery. And then my AP lit class, that was it. And at that point I was already over school. That's all you needed. That's all I needed. I was done. Yeah. Yeah. And I told her, she's like, well, don't you want to do this? You can get into college. I'm like, no. I was like, I want to enjoy my senior year. I've worked super hard. I've gotten the straight A's. It's time for a break. And it's funny because even then she could not rationalize. What do you mean? Right. Um, so when I got out of college, I had already moved out. Um, and when I got out of high school, I had moved out and everyone was like going to college and whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to go to college at the moment. I was like, I'm just, I'm not there yet. So I enrolled in cosmetology school and everyone was like, what? Like, and everyone kept telling me you're too smart to be in cosmetology school. I'm like, mm, I think it's smart to get money first instead of going straight into debt. That's a really interesting concept because I think that if somebody, if, if my son or daughter had an idea of what they wanted to do or didn't have an idea of what they wanted to do, I would almost say, go do a two-year AS degree. Go mm-hmm. do some sort of trade school or some sort of this specific thing. Make some money and figure it out. Right. Because at 18, 19, 20 years old, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. So I did that. Then in the middle, so I finished, I started working, um, had my first child. And in that time I became a doula. So I started doing that, which is a birth coach. Um, then I was like, okay, now I'm ready to go to school. And I wanted to be pre-med because I always liked medicine. I loved anatomy. I was good at it. So then I started this journey and I went and I, first off, I went to community college first Mm -hmm. because that made sense. I was getting Pell Grants. Made sense. Financially. Yeah. And it's convenient and everything else. Yeah, it was and we perfect. have some incredible, uh, the community college network in Florida is amazing. It really is. I did that. Then I got into education and then I graduated with my bachelor's. But along that little path, I became a published author. I'm an officiant. I did photography like professionally. I was ghostwriting for people. I was doing all these other things because I just don't feel like life is the straight line. Mm -hmm. You have all this other stuff. And if something pops up, you should indulge in it. And even during my bachelor's, there was a time where I was like, maybe I should stop and do something else. But I was like, I need I want to finish something. When you were doing all these uh, additional things, when they, when the opportunities came up, were you saying yes to them because they scared you a little bit? Were you saying yes to them because you wanted to challenge yourself? Like what was... I felt like my interest as a person, because I was such a young mother, um, as a person, I was changing and evolving. I During that time, I became a lot more spiritual, Became and I also became a lot more grounded. Um, I started listening to what I actually wanted, not what everybody else was telling me that I wanted. Right, or and what you should do. Exactly, which is why I switched from pre-med. I went into education, um, 
And then some just as I kept doing it, I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And even then, um, then I've taught for, I taught for two years before I started my master's program, um, was in my master's program, had one class left. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. One class. Cause I was like, it's just, it's not syncing up. So I'm like, I'm going to switch. What was the program in? Um, so the master's was in educational leadership. Okay. And I'm one class short. And now I decided I don't want to be in teaching anymore. It's really stressful to me. So now I'm into nonprofit management over at UCF. Um, so, and even despite all that, I still take the time and I'm still doing the tarot and I'm still having private clients for yoga. Um, I still just do the things that still make me happy because mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, we've forgotten that we need to make ourselves happy. Um, and we just can't pour from this empty cup. And that sounds so cliche and so privileged to say, but you know, taking care of yourself should be a priority. And that means your mental health as well. Yep. So that's why I just feel like you don't have to do, put all this pressure. From an advice standpoint, it sounds like what I would say is you uh, don't do what people are expecting you to do mm-hmm. or don't do, don't try to live up to other people's expectations. Right. Is there any other advice you would give to people um, if something scares you, you should do it. Okay. Just say say yes more despite anxiety and despite depression and all this other stuff because I have all those things too and I still like get up every day. I'm like, okay, today we're going to conquer the world and we're going to go do this and we're going to go talk to people because I can be a very, I can be very much a hermit and it's only very recently where I've been, I've had a lot of my friends are so extroverted. They're like, we're going to go do this and we're going to do that. And I'm like, okay, I can fake this for a little bit. I can fake being super extroverted and it's worked out really well because I've made some, um, this amazing network of yeah. artists and just people. And you actually do have fun. And I actually do. I mean, yeah. I don't like to smile much because it causes wrinkles. Sure. But I mean, I'm very stoic in my fun having, but I definitely still have fun. <laughs> wait, wait, don't smile. Oh my God, you're going to give me wrinkles. Uh, mm. I'm so sorry. Extra moisturizer. I'm so sorry. Yes, let's look at that. Well, that was great. So let's, um, we got some commercials to play. Okay. We got a song. Okay. And then we're going to come back and do some bad business ideas. I'm great at those. <laughs> I would imagine, just based on everything I've heard. Like, yeah, it really is. It's a situation. Great. Awesome. All right, Bree, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll come back in a few minutes with Bree and Bad Business Ideas and one more hour of To a Certain Degree. It's really hard to just say that in context. Because it's it's such a long name. Have you thought about shortening it a little bit? To 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 a, Yes, I have. Yeah, and degree is too deodorant-like. Correct. Mm, I, get, I, I can see the snafu here. Yeah, it's just one big... Conundrum. It is. I was going to say calamity, but it, we both have the C words. I like that we're going with really old school words. I still stay groovy and I'm 30, so okay. that's how that's going down. Well, I think you're the bee's knees. Oh, thank you, old sport. <laughs> old sport. I, that's another type of deodorant. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Uh, let us uh. hear some Betty. Or no, I'm sorry. We're going to play some uh, commercials. Yes, commercials. Commercials. You got to pay the piper. (laughs) I'm going to leave now. Bye-bye. Radio host, copywriter, podcaster, public speaker, small business consultant, teacher. You know Nick is having mad interview skills. Did you know he does many, many other things? 
If you want to learn more about him and what he's up to, and maybe hire him for a project, visit toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. Tori Amos on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Happy Phantom, I think is how you pronounce it. My name is Nick. Good morning. This is the second and final hour of To a Certain Degree this week. So it's it's very melancholy time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very melancholy time also because uh, we have to play the song for Bad Business Ideas as um. well. And then we have to talk about Bad Business Ideas. So it's very melancholy in general. Okay. Bad Business Ideas. It's time to be just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. You know when you find a Canadian quarter when you take all your change to the coin star and you're like, well, what is this good for? This is just like that. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we get to your ideas, Bree, I wanted to bring up a study, a recent study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the study, uh, people who work in an office eat around 1,300 calories per week of just snacks that are left around the office. So this is like a rat? They bring a little rat-like in many ways. Okay. But this is that like people bring cookies or they bring uh, something from home mm-hmm. or, you know, like I try to get rid of some of my foods every once in a while or there's a BOGO on peanut butter filled pretzels. Gross. And you're like, well, yeah, I know you don't like those. <laughs> but... Anytime there's one of those, I'm going to buy 15 boxes, that which is like weird because it's a BOGO. So it should be 16 or 14, 14. Yeah. but I will buy 15. Oh. And so I bring some of them to work so I don't just sit and eat them at home, mm-hmm. just one after the other and sort of a spiral of sadness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 1,300 calories per week of snacks, just the office. This is terribly unhealthy. Yeah. Right. So you're just sitting around the office. These things are tempting people. So I was trying to think if there's any what anything we can do, mm-hmm. you and I, or right. you, as you know, a potential bad business idea investor, uh, can we provide healthier snacks? I was gonna say no. Yes. No, no, no. Can we sneak in and steal them? Mm, Maybe. I don't mind stealing. Can we provide people with a spray that is probably not poisonous but makes the snacks and anything else you eat for the next forty-eight hours taste awful? helping to Pavlov people off of snacking in the first place. Please tell me that exists. Uh, and we might do it. What do you think <laughs> of that idea? Because this is, a, this is not mm. even your bad business idea. This is just something I was thinking about after reading about that study. I think, yeah, do it. Spray it down. Again, probably not poisonous. I like the probably. I like to live my life dangerously. Right. And you're, for 48 hours, everything tastes awful. Yes, do it. Okay. That'd be such a good diet. You know what we could do is program it somehow in such a way that only healthy stuff tastes good afterwards. What about that? How's that for a compromise? I love it. Yeah. I'm down for it. Okay. Because, yeah, let's just do it. So we're poisoning people to good health. No, probably. We're probably <laughs> poisoning people to good health. I'm just using your phrasing. I love it. I love my phrasing. That's why I use it in the first place. Brianna, may I call you Brianna? I guess, and she already did it. Okay, great. (laughs) Do you ever look at someone and think, wow, they could use a vacation? Yes. 
What about, wow, they could use a spirit journey and or a sweat lodge and or a walkabout type of experience, more of a spiritual journey. Yes. And even if you did say that, there wasn't a lot of options for them to do that Mm -hmm. until now. So we have a new company. It's called The Spirit is Fleek. And we'll help people get to that vision quest that they've been looking for, but maybe not the one that they want. Hmm. The one they deserve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. How do we do this? Because these things can be relatively expensive. Mm-hmm. First, we crowdsource the cost. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like Indiegogo, but for people like this person is really stressed out of work. My life would be better if they had a spirit journey. Here's $5 towards that. Yes. And then we also cut the cost by, uh, you know, I looked into some costs here, uh, getting an Airstream trailer to bring to their work. Oh, Airstreams are really expensive, though. So what we'll do is get an old school bus mm-hmm. and just black out all the things, maybe pump in some hallucinogens, have some LCD screens in there with, <laughs> I don't know, animals. Yes. Animals and stuff. So uh-huh. basically we take them. So let's say mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, stressed out at work and everybody pays for my spirit is fleek mm-hmm. for me. And basically what we do as the company, what you would do as the company, sorry, this is because this is one of your options here. The Spiritus Fleek is one of the options that you're going to choose from on this delicious menu of bad business ideas today. Uh, You're going to come in, you're going to uh, force me or ask me nicely and then force me Mm -hmm. into the bus, lock me in. Pump in whatever things that I need in order to go on my spirit journey. Right. And then three to four hours later, I'm good to go. Because generally, spirit journey, I'm not sure how long spirit journeys take. I mean, sometimes they can be a week. I think three to four hours is what we're going to be able to do for like a hundred bucks. Okay. That's that's reasonable. Yeah. So we drive there. You drive there. Oh, yeah. I don't like driving. You have somebody drive there. Okay. You throw a person in the bus. Okay. Three to four hours later, they come out. <laughs> totally perfect. enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a sweat box too. So it'll be like a sweat lodge. Yeah. Because we're not going to have any air conditioning and it's Florida. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're going to see some stuff. Totally trippy. In there. Yes. I like the it. The spirit is fleek. The knowledge was inside you all along. <laughs> what you were missing was $300. <laughs> How is that for an idea? Fantastic. Is it missing anything? Um, music. Oh, okay. So we'll pump in some. Like, oh, we should make it like tribal, like Viking music to really throw them off and then randomly throw in like Janis Joplin. Okay. <laughs> wow. You're going for super trippy. Yes. Because we only have a limited amount of time. You can get a lot done in an hour, three hours. Yeah. You can like really, it. you can trip it out. It's going to be fantastic. Okay. Well, hang on. You have another option. Okay. Okay. So that's just the first option. And I guess the the almost poison is still on the table as well if you wanted to do that. True. Food. We all eat it. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. Whether we're vegetarians, vegans, pescatarians, keto, Atkins, Catkins, Paleo, <laughs> South Beach, North Shore, Foodie, or you have an Instagram account. Especially if an Instagram account. Absolutely. Or at least order food Mm -hmm. is my understanding. Uh, Or do we need food? Hmm. Yes, we do. Hmm. So I worked for an ad agency a long time ago, and one of our clients was a cheese alternative based on soy. Okay. And so always been fascinated by this. 
uh, and reading stories about plant-based alternatives is pretty interesting to me because uh, a lot of people in the industry, in the traditional, or I shouldn't say traditional, but in the uh, uh, in the big monopolies, so the dairy industry, the cattle industry, all those guys mm-hmm. are like, hey, don't call it milk. It's soy milk. It's not milk. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do is put together a new consulting firm, uh, you and I. Okay. Or you. Yeah. Because I don't want to really do any of the work as we you know, learned earlier. I have a lot <laughs> going on already. Uh, it's called Left at the Altar, A-L-T-E-R, Ooh. because it's alternative foods. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is consult with them and find new names for their products. Ooh. Because you can't really milk an almond uh, should meat, should you be able to call it meat if it doesn't come from an animal, you know, chicken without the E. Mm-hmm. It's not any of those things. So right. could we come up with some other name? So I already started. So just to get you started on this new, if you want to do left at the altar. Okay. Uh, soy elixir, almond healing water, vitamin chew, oat potion. Ooh. I really like that name. Uh, flip side of flesh, healthy health health. I can't believe it's not animal muscles. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when doves and other animals don't cry. Love that it's one. It's a long one, but... But I love it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Magician's Magic Cure-All Food Stuff. So wow. just some ideas to get it started. Left at the altar, what we would do is consult with food alternatives, plant-based, mm-hmm. generally, alternatives to uh, to food, and uh, work with them that way. So I thought that might appeal to you as a vegan. Yes. It's very Mad Men, but vegan style. Right. It's very mad. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's so, like, maddening. People still eat meat and dairy, so. Oh, drives me insane. <laughs> yes, can I totally push the whole vegan thing right now? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. I really like that idea. But that's what this would be. I really like that. Okay, so left at the altar. Mm-hmm. You've got that one. You've got uh, the one we said earlier, which I can't remember the name of now. Something about poison, but now I'm like not the ready. To, poison one. Yeah, I'm not ready for Vincent Price stuff. So, and <laughs> I'm not ready for Vincent Price stuff. <laughs> I, it has that's that's a t-shirt right there. Uh, and the spirit is fleek. I really like this. So it's it's gonna be the one of those two. Yeah. Um. So do you want to force people into spirit journeys? No, force is a strong word. Persuade. I'm persuasive by nature. Okay, great. Because I persuaded you to let me on the show. I think I asked you to be on the show. But I persuaded you to ask me. Oh, you were already in my head. Exactly. Oh, it's okay. very witchy. Uh-huh. So, and here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are that doing our thing. That is accurate. That is so accurate. Okay. But I like the whole vegan madman thing. I'll even, I'll give us like, we can have herbal cigarettes too and pump those because we'll be, we have to be classy. Herbal cigarettes? Yes, I make those. Okay. There's no tobacco, no nicotine. They're all wrapped in organic hemp. It's very hippie. And there's like a bunch of herbs that help with the central nervous system to relax oh. and go to sleep. Look at that. I know. So we can't call them cigarettes. Right. So, uh, smoky, smoky. Serendipitous smokes. There you go. I like Boom. it. It's got all the alliteration I've ever wanted in it really the name is. of a non-tobacco Product. cigarette. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Let's do it. We're okay. going to be vegan madmen. Left at the altar. Yes. Left at the altar. I mean. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. I'm doing it. All right. It's happening. Well, that's great. So, I don't know if you realize this, but being on the show, you're legally obligated to do this. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm members say yes. You just got to say yes to things and shenanigans happen. 
Great. I'm saying yes to this. Let's leave it at that. Perfect. Because before you rethink <laughs> that option at all. All right. So let's hear a song. Uh, we're going to do Iron and Wine. Uh, this kind of goes along with it. Walking Far From Home. Yes. That sounds wonderful. WPRK. Bree, thank you so much. Thank you. WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. If you need a little pick-me-up, a little more pep in your step, go to your podcast provider and subscribe to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. The Bob in the show is Bob Kajas, an improv host and teacher at SAC Comedy Lab and a motivational speaker and organizational coach. The Nick in the show is the same Nick as this show, so you already know someone there. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes. Perfect for your ride to work, or from work, or near work. Now back to the show. Iron and Wine on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Uh, that was Walking Far From Home. And my very special guest today, Bree, thank you for coming in again today. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you again. I feel like I'm thanking you for coming in again. Like you keep leaving and Maybe coming I back. Am. We don't know this. It's the radio. You don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening. So that's a good point. But thank you for being here and sticking around. That's really the key. Is that is the around. biggest. That's the biggest part that You're I should welcome. be thanking you for. I wanted to talk a little bit about music. So okay. uh, I thought it was very interesting that we did. You did a tarot reading for me uh, earlier, which is great. And if you missed that for whatever reason, what's Not wrong me. with you? But <laughs> Can't this, will you be, missed it. this will be up as a podcast, uh, hopefully later this week. So we'll be Perfect. able to hear it on to a certain degree dot com. And I'm sure you'll post it on your things as well mm-hmm. hopefully i, I don't will. know if you listen to it and you're like oh i hated this Bleh. i mean i'm not gonna listen to it but i mean i will promote it oh that's great that's great <laughs> i don't live in the past i don't listen to past conversations i'm always moving forward exactly you never yeah. look back but when i'm listening to music for the show what i do is i just sort of put it on uh random mm-hmm. uh with the songs that i own and I try to listen from what I know about people mm-hmm. uh, to see if there's songs that, you know, kind of go with their personality or what kind of the theme is. And so we heard, too, for sure, that Iron and Wine song, The Walking Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Just I, I love that song because it just seems like a, a lot of different symbols and things and past experiences. And I, that reminded me of you. And now that we've had a conversation, I think that fits even more. Mm-hmm. And then the Tori Amos song, Happy Phantom, was uh, a fun song. Just like, if I was dead and I was a ghost, here's the the just the hijinks I would get into. I love it. It's very Scooby-Doo-esque. Yeah. Well. So I like that a lot, too. So those kind of reminded me of you. I wanted to ask, though, from your perspective, from a musical perspective, like, how do you listen? How do you interact with music? How do you listen to it? Mm-hmm. And then what do you listen to when you're doing specific things? So whether it's writing uh, I would imagine where you're doing a tarot card reading, you usually don't have music going, or do you? Um, Yoga. So I'm definitely always going to be this big indie kid, like Iron Wine, you know, things like that. Um, Postal Service. These are just random things. Um, love that indie vibe. Like I will look at my app and just be like, okay, what's new? What's hot? Like I want to listen to that, but indie version because it's very mellow because I like mellow music a majority of the time now when i go work out obviously it's a lot heavier it's a lot louder edm 
24-7? Ew, no. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, though. I know a ridiculous amount of Kesha songs and Taylor Swift. You would never think it, but it's ridiculous how many of those songs I know because they're great for running. I'm not sure. going to deny that. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we're not in denial mode. I am not I in really denial mode it. at all. I'm yeah. very open and honest. And then other times, um, like when I teach yoga class, it's the same thing. Sometimes like the cranberries come on. And then like sometimes for our meditation, I will put on like Nordic Viking, like relaxing style of music. It really just depends. But music is on almost 24-7. Like when I was teaching, I would have music on, like in the classroom. In the classroom yeah. yeah. Um, when I'm at home and like, I listen to more music than I do watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, music has always been a big part of my life. I have a guitar at home. I have a ukulele. Um, I was in band for like a little bit, dated some drummers. I mean, music's like a thing. Um, it's just such a great way to articulate how you're feeling or how you want to articulate yourself to someone else. Um, and it's really just like this little snapshot of emotion. Um, so yeah, I'm all about music. Nice. So what about when you're writing? When I'm writing? Because what I've noticed is a lot of a lot of people have very different needs. So I have to listen to something that I've heard before. I don't want to listen to new music necessarily. That right. Might be no new music. But some people can't listen to anything with words in it, which mm-hmm. I find unusual. Like that's not me, obviously, but right. I can see that like it might be distracting. You just do stuff that's either classical, soundtracks, that sort of thing. Um, it's always going to be like... EDM. Si- no. Oh, sorry. I keep that's trying to push you. That I really you. feel like that's you. I'm just trying to normalize EDM a little bit more because I feel do like there's a to? stigma attached to it. What's the stigma? Uh, that it's EDM. Mm, that's yeah. unfortunate. I'm just kidding. I never <laughs> listen to that. Um, no, there's a couple times if I'm writing something a little bit darker, I really love the Penny Dreadful soundtrack. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, okay. The music's super dark. Um, and then, but a, a majority of the times is, again, it's like Garden State soundtrack or, you know, music that I've like heard a million times. Yeah. And it's super fine. So like, you accept that part of your lizard brain and then you can kind of be a yes, little more and I regur- creative. Yeah. And I regurgitate nonsense. So, and onto <laughs> my, into my, but then sometimes I write at the brewery too. Yeah. And it's usually whatever they're playing. And then I'll just make sassy comments like, oh, really listening to this right now? And then it goes into my story (laughs) because I'm that person. So whatever you're listening to, whatever's happening around you, that becomes so write what you know Mm -hmm. is a very literal take for you. Literally, as it's happening, as it's unfolding, like they get nervous when I have the laptop and I'm typing because I can see something happening. Even if it's with a customer, I'm like, that's going into the story. Right. And they're like, are you writing that? I'm like, no. So I'm just- you're, it's, it's observational, literal events. Yeah, I'm almost like Jerry Seinfeld at this point. I don't know that anybody wants to say that. I did. Okay. Because I want to go there. <laughs> yeah, you, you sure do. I love Seinfeld. It's a good show. What about watching music live what kind of concerts do you go to or i don't like, actually go to like i don't like going to concerts i don't like people enough because okay so people are like always in my personal space yeah like there are some bands i would love to see like i would love to see panic at the disco foo fighters because they put on a really good show but at the same time i'm like mm, that's really going to be really packed so if mm. i could really just have like the foo fighters come to my apartment and play for me 
I would be forever indebted. Like free tarot readings for life if they did that. Okay. So Dave so Grohl, if you're listening. Dave Grohl is a big listener. All the Foo Fighters are. Yes. They're, they're actually probably one yeah. of my favorite bands. Okay. Well, like, Dave, if you want to get in touch and please. get some free tarot for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the venue. to. You just have to go do a show <laughs> at Bree's apartment. And it's in winter spring, so yeah. just yeah. be there. It's definitely not going to be a misery type of situation. No, it'll be very pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I just said. It's, I mean, it really 100% is. 100% not a misery type of situation. Right. You're not going to hobble anybody. No. And I'm going to be like, listen, when you're ready, then you can sit at my desk and we can do readings. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And whenever he wants to have one of his free lifetime readings, he has to come back. Yeah. I mean, he apartment. can always do digital, but I'm not going to shun Dave Grohl away. I was just going to say, you could always force him because now he's going to feel like, well, I did a concert. I need to get these readings. I was just going to say, just always have him come by. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm down for that. Okay. Dave, you're listening. Any other musicians you want to offer that to? <laughs> <laughs> Any other services you need? Like what, what else do you need? Um, like house cleaning or anything else? No, I'm actually hyper clean. Oh, okay. It's the Cuban in me. I but. just wanted to see if there was anything else that you were looking for from a service. Do you barter a lot for uh I have. Card? Yeah. Um, some people have been like, oh, can I do a reading for a reading? I'm like, sure. Even though, like, I know I'm so self-aware that, like, I know my business and, like, I own it. I I find it interesting to let people read for me. Because I want to hear their take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in as in like, oh, are they legitimate or not? But also, too, because I find it to be a teachable moment because most people who read for me don't have the experience, but they want to try. And I was like, okay. And helping others hone their craft is something that I really enjoy doing. Oh, that's nice. So, and it's never like in a critical way because a lot of people, they see it. They just can't articulate it as well. Right. Okay. Well, let's take a break. Okay. We'll listen to a song. Uh, Queen came up this week for me. Uh, again, just listening to random stuff. Really looking forward to the movie that's coming out this fall. Yes. About uh, Senor Freddie Mercury. It's going to be super groovy. I like it. So I picked a song. Uh, this one I picked specifically because I wanted to do something that's probably not going to get featured. It's not one of their bigger hits. Okay. But I really like the song. It's called Tio Toriate. Okay. I didn't say that right. But that's <laughs> kind of what it's called. And so you're guessing? Yes. But I mean, the, the main part is we got Queen. Yes. That's it's all we Queen need to song. know. That's yeah, pretty much it. It's Queen. One of the best bands ever. We're in um, a rocket. WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. If you are enjoying this show as much as the guest enjoyed talking to Nick, which he assured me was the case, consider subscribing. That's it. That's the whole commercial. Short and sweet. Just got all this music bed we paid for, so it seems like a big waste. Back to the show. Queen on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Teo Toriate. Uh, Let Us Cling Together is the subtitle of that song. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That's actually a really good segue into our pop quiz. Brie, very special guest today. Thank you, Brie, for coming in. Thank you for having me. We're almost done. I'm so jazzed. I can't. Wow. (laughs) That's. No, actually, this has been very interesting. Are you not having fun? I'm having a great time. Are you not entertained? I feel like we're at a coliseum all of a sudden. But yeah, other than that, 
but let's make it a coliseum then it's all white in here so that's true that's true uh so brie you are here but you can also be found every month at hourglass brewery mm-hmm. and you can be found on instagram at the underscore vegan underscore mystic Mm-hmm. And at etsy.com slash shop slash the vegan mystic. So Absolutely. basically, if you just look up the vegan mystic, I should pop up. We should, yeah, 100%. Uh, so you can learn about the stuff that Bree's doing. You can get a little bit more information about tarot readings from her. Um, and it was, I mean, if again, if you missed any of the show leading up to this, we went into a lot of detail on it. She actually did a tarot reading for me, and it was uh, incredible. It was very helpful. I'm going to take a look at that later. I'm going to, you know, kind of not meditate. I'm going to think about it, Mm -hmm. which probably will look like meditating. I might just be asleep. I was going to say, are you going to be sleeping? I might be sleeping. Okay. That seems more accurate. But listen, we have to do a pop quiz. It's a very special day today. Okay. 40 years ago today, I had just turned 33 years old. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. My birthday's (laughs) in a couple of weeks. No, on this day in 1978, the rainbow flag was flown for the first time at the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade celebration. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So Yay, become, I feel very honored to be here today. An enduring symbol of pride for the LGBT community, and it's the subject of today's pop quiz. Ooh. So I have some help. Uh, Danielle Ziss, a friend of the show, former guest and co-host of the Orlando Story Club, is here to help with the question asking. Okay. Uh, and the answering. The questions and the... So she'll give the... She'll ask the questions and then she'll give us the answers. Okay. Just to be clear. Oh, okay. All right. So let's see. Are we all set? Danielle, are you there? Take it away, Danielle. You know what, though? You need headphones. I was going to say, like, how... You should put those on. Like, how witchy am I? (laughs) That would be much more difficult. We're going to turn up the volume. I'm going to cut all of this part out of the podcast. You should just keep it. I should. All right. Danielle? Being beautiful people of Orlando, it's time for a pop quiz. The Pride Rainbow Flag was designed by Gilbert Baker a few years after he met Harvey Milk, who challenged Baker to come up with a pride symbol. Hand-dyed and sewn by Baker and 30 volunteers, how many colors were in the original version of the flag? A, 5, B, 8, or C, 21? So what do you think? The original version of the flag had how many colors? 5, 8, or 21? Let's do 5. Okay, you think 5? Yeah, the other ones just seem excessive. They do seem a little excessive. So let's see, Danielle, what do you think? There were eight colors, and each one had a specific meaning. For example, orange signified healing, turquoise stood for magic and art, and violet represented spirit. Most of today's flags feature six colors. That's mostly because over the years, manufacturers tried to cut costs. But there were also issues with materials. Hot pink was dropped because of a lack of supply of hot pink fabric, and turquoise was combined with indigo to create the blue you often see today. So that stinks that hot pink was dropped. I, I think li- I like hot pink. I mean, I'm not a fan of pink, but it should definitely be on the flag. So hot pink was uh, uh, sex. That's what it represented on the flag. Oh, that definitely needs to be on the flag. Though. Yeah, you would think so. Okay, so you're 0 for 1 so far. I'm going to be 0 for whatever because I'm no, horrible okay. at this. <laughs> All right, so we'll see. We'll see. Let's learn a little bit more about Gilbert Baker, okay. the guy who designed it. Gilbert Baker was an openly gay activist who is most famous for the flag design, but he was a very talented fashion designer as well. 
he used his skills to design drag ensembles, which he wore to protests and celebrations dating back to the 1970s. This included a gender-bending Statue of Liberty and a pink Jesus. He was also mm. involved with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a group of gay men who dressed as nuns to protest at a variety of events, including the 1984 Oscars. Each participant had a specific nun-related name. What was Gilbert Baker's pseudonym? A. Sister Boom Boom B. Sister Krishna Kosher or C. Sister Chanel 2001 So, first of all, all of those are amazing. Right. And I <laughs> want one of those names eventually for myself. I like the Boom Boom. Sister Boom Boom? Yeah. Is that, would that be your, uh, what's the, hold on, let me find the name of the group again. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That would be your... Yeah, because I can bring the boom boom. You can bring the boom boom. All right, very good. Well, let's see. So that's your guess? That's going to be my guess. Okay. And that's also the one you would choose? It is. Got it. Baker, or Sister Chanel 2001, designed and created a lot of the outfits the group wore. For the most part, the sisters counter-protested right-wing religious groups who began targeting the LGBT communities of San Francisco. Baker described the sisters in his memoir as clowns in media martyrs, straight out of the French Revolution. There was something magnificent and terrible about them, visually and symbolically. Also, that's exactly what I want on my tombstone. Wow. Yeah. That's perfect. Right? I'm all for it. There's something magnificent and terrible about him, <laughs> visually and symbolically. <laughs> Wow. Great. Okay. 0 for 2. That's fine. We're I'm gonna totally make it okay with it. You're going you're gonna to get this one correct. I don't. There's, now there's an expectation. There's no way you can get it wrong. Is there it's only the one essay. answer? It's the essay portion. Oh, of I have to write something. Well, I mean, you're going to have to say it out loud. Oh, okay. Now, let's take a moment to discuss you. What does your flag look like? What colors and symbols would you have to show your personal pride? Um, what do you think? It would be black. Okay. And maybe a cauldron. How would you see it <laughs> on a black flag? It would be outlined in white. Oh, it would just be very subtle. Yeah. Okay. I'm super basic. I mean, gotcha. you, you might want to put like coffee beans on there. Maybe a crystal ball of that V symbol for vegan. See, now my flag's getting really busy. So, yeah, you have to simplify it. So what is mm. what is something, not necessarily, you don't have to put every symbol on there, right? Can I just put a skull and be done with it? Yeah. Okay, I'm just putting a wonderful. skull on it. I would do. I would go ahead and do the rainbow flag, but it's just shades of green because that's my favorite color. No, I like black. It encompasses all the other colors within it. It. Uh, wait, and oh yes, because paint or color is all the different colors, but uh, white is the combination of all light colors. Is that how that works? Yes. Okay. So black. <laughs> so if you. Mix all the paints together. I mean, technically, you probably get like a brown. No, Bob Ross teaches us differently. You can get some really pretty colors, according to Bob Ross. Of if course, you, do if it you right. mix the colors. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is every other color makes black in terms of paint. Yeah. Uh, but in light, every other color makes white. Okay. All right. I don't know why I'm saying this. I don't. I, okay. I feel like I'm like in an art history class right now. Great, Danielle. Let's, <laughs> what would you do, Danielle? 
My favorite color is Virgie Biv, and if I had to have a personal flag, it would probably be based off the true colors of the rainbow, but its base would have to be royal purple because it's my favorite color. The rainbow would be across the top, and there'd be a bright yellow sun right underneath it. And I realize, like, you can't really see the sun if you can see the rainbow, but because this isn't reality and it's my flag, it kind of makes sense that it's not going to be completely accurate. Well, that's nice because I think that's the opposite of your flag. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, what can I say? I'm always going to be that perpetual, like, hipster goth chick. I like it. Thank okay, you. got a couple. Go- so you got that one right. Yes. Nice job. That's surprising. You, well, I very rarely get things right. That I seems mean, weird for somebody who does tarot card reading to. Well, you know what lot. happens? It's just a lot of serendipity. Oh, okay. That's what happens. Great. All right. Well, let's try this one. I think you're going to get this one right. Is it an essay question? Nope. Well, I don't know. People who study and collect coins are called numismatists. Philatelists are the same, but for stamps. What's the term for someone who studies flags? Is it A, vexillologist, B, Betsy Rossist, or C, chupacabrist? Um, I'm going to go with A. Vexillologist? Yes. Yeah, not chupacabrist? No. You think that's something different? That's the study of uh, goat sucking? Yes. Okay, great. That's, that's really what threw it off there. I think you might be correct. Let's see. A vexillologist is correct. The flag designer is a vexillographer, and the art of flag designing is vexillography. Someone who is a hobbyist or general admirer of flags is a vexillophile. I just had fun making her say all those words. That, she that didn't seemed, have to. It was very almost torturous. There was 14 takes of that. Wow. Yeah. I was vexed. <laughs> nice. All right. Are you ready? You've got two right, two wrong. This is for all the marbles. By the way, if you don't get a passing grade on the quiz, we can't be friends. Is that a bad thing for me or is that a bad thing for you? Uh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just go to the last question then. Um. Last question. For the 25th anniversary of the flag's first flying, Baker was commissioned to create a giant version of the original flag. How long was it? Is it A, one kilometer, B, two kilometers, or C, 1,000 meters? So how long do you think it was? One interesting note about uh, Baker, Douglas Baker, was he uh, never trademarked the flag. Mm-hmm. So once he started seeing that it was catching on, he realized that it was going to be an enduring symbol of pride. And he said, you know what? We're not going to trademark it. It's going to be free to anybody to use uh, and to reproduce. That's uh, phenomenal. So I thought that was really cool of him to do that. He passed away uh, last year, as a matter of fact, too. Wow. Yep. So um, uh, back in 2003, it was the 25th anniversary of the flag first flying. So they mm-hmm. made this uh, a long flag. Mm-hmm. Was it... One kilometer, two kilometers, or 1,000 meters? I have no idea. I'm just going to go with B. Uh, two kilometers? Yeah, two kilometers. That's a really good guess because one kilometer and 1,000 meters are the same. I mean, I was trying to do the math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hear about the answer. Uh, just to make sure, let me, okay. let's confirm it with Danielle. Yes, teams of volunteers helped create the two-kilometer or one-and-a-quarter-mile-long version of the flag with the original eight colors. The length was so it could be stretched from one end of Key West to the other, reaching the Atlantic and Gulf of Mexico at the same time. Hmm. The flag was later parsed up and sent to LGBT groups around the world. That's it for me, friends. Enjoy your day.
So that was Danielle Ziss. Thank you so much. I hope we all learned something. You yeah, did well. Three I'm, out of five. Yeah, that's not bad. More friends. I, I was going to say congratulations to you. I was going <laughs> to say too bad to you. So that works out really well. Uh, Danielle and her co-host, Bobby Wesley, uh, they'll be at the Abbey, which is a great venue, on July 18th for the Orlando Story Club's next event. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool event where if you want to tell a story or you think you want to tell a story or you're afraid of telling a story, you put your name in a hat and you go up or they go up and they pick names out of the hat and that's who tells the story for that night. So they pick 10 names out of the hat wow. and they have to go up and tell a story. The theme for the show is what a mess. And so it could be about, you know, stuff being really, really messy or maybe stuff getting cleaned up at some point. It's really a kind of a loosely based theme. What's nice about it is it's donation based. So they typically ask for about $5 all the money goes to a charity for this event. And in this case, it's going to go to the Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando. Yay. So it's July 18th. So you should go. Okay. Okay. You should tell a story. I mean, I am the story. You can just interact with me and there's your story. Oh, that's uh, not exactly the format, but we'll, we'll look into that. Okay. We can ad-lib it. Bree, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, we can learn more about you. Let's do the plugs because it's time for us to go. Okay. Partying wow. is, you know, sweet sorrow. Oh, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. I wanted to see what you were going to say because I wasn't Because <laughs> sure. I can be mean sometimes. What? <laughs> you? I would never, I ever. don't know about that. Uh, at the underscore vegan underscore mystic on Instagram. It's the best way to follow you, see what's going on, see what you're doing and what you have coming up. Mm-hmm. And then you can also go ahead and purchase uh, a reading from Brie, among other things. Yes. Uh, you have some other stuff going on, including some, uh, what do you have on there? Like uh, different things that people can buy in terms of ways to sage the house and mm-hmm, things of that like nature. Like herbal goodies and things yeah. like that. Uh, so that's etsy.com slash shop. Or if you just want to look, go to etsy.com and search for the vegan uh, mystic. I also like following you on Instagram because you have little helpful tips about like, what to do around your house to keep out spirits stories, and ants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like that. What was that? Cinnamon and something else? And rue. And rue. Like, not like you'll rue the day. No. But I mean, maybe they will rue the maybe. day. Well, the ants will because they can't get in. <laughs> uh, so I've got a few uh, pretty neat guests coming up. I'm not trying to compare. Okay. But I don't know how they're going to live up to the standard set today. <laughs> Victoria Walsh is coming up next week. Uh, she's also known as the Macrame Mama, so we'll be learning. Ooh. I don't know that we'll do macrame on the radio. I'll do macrame. I don't know that we'll do it on the radio. I think tarot translates. Okay, did it? Macrame does not. Okay, well, I hope it translated. Oh, I think it did. Okay, you I did a great job describing the cards. Uh, you did a great job telling me what they meant. Well, that's Which my job. Which is really what you should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> No, that makes sense. Uh, Anthony Biggie Bencoma will be on the week after that. Deli Fresh Threads, so all those sandwich-related T-shirts that you've seen, that's him. And we'll be talking a lot about sandwiches. And then Jose Henao, I'm not sure how to say his last name. I apologize, Jose. Uh, He'll be here in a couple weeks. Uh, He's from the Henao Center. He's a really neat guy, UCF grad, MFA, I think, from over there. Uh, Purchased this building on... Uh, Fern Creek and said, you know what? I want to turn it into an arts and events center. And that's what he did. And so it's a really cool center. So you should check that out as well. Let's go. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think you did such a great job. Thank you. I try. 
I mean, I did a great job too. Oh, you did a fantastic job. Oh, fantastic. You've I escalated just did. it. All I did was summed up everything. You did a great job summing up. Thank you. Congrats. All right. Let's hear from some Amanda Palmer or let's hear from an Amanda Palmer. I'm not sure how to say that. Oh, okay. Uh, this is Want It Back on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. Thanks. Thank oh, you. Oh, we're going to high five? Yes, we just high fived on the, on the air. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned, like, you're doing the play-by-play. Okay, what am I doing now? He's rolling back. He's about to press buttons. He's looking. He's pressing. And here we go. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Follow us on Instagram. Just search to a certain degree. Well, actually search, but search for to a certain degree. Bad business ideas can happen at any time. If you have one you'd like to share with me that I may or may not steal, hashtag I will definitely steal it, get in touch with me via toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. If you liked what you heard, let Nick know. Seriously, let him know. Although I'm Nick, so why am I speaking in third person? 